This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. 2NURFM 103.7. We're talking travel and Barry Warwick. Welcome today. And you've just returned from a rather interesting trip to Vanuatu, I believe. Um, yes, Jane, I've, um, I've had a really interesting trip and, uh, it just brought home to me that travel doesn't always go as you plan it. And even though it doesn't go as you plan it, sometimes it actually turns out for the best. Aha, so, uh-huh. so where are we starting with the things that did go according to plan or was um, it slightly different all the way along? I think it's slightly different all the way along, but I'll, I'll, I'll start with, um, things that didn't go to plan. Um, we, we had actually planned to go out to an island called Malakula. Uh, now, we arrived into Vanuatu on the, late on the Saturday night and we had Sunday in Villa and then or then we went out to the airport early in the morning to catch our flight. Now, to get to where we were going, which was Southwest Bay on Malakula, we had to fly to Santo and then back. Well... We got to the airport, checked in, everything was fine. They weighed our baggage, made sure that everything was fine. And we we knew that there was a 10 kilo limit because they used the twin otters that Aeropelican did um, so for part of the, the journey. So mm-hmm. we were within the limit. Um, checked in, sitting, waiting for our flight. There an hour ahead of schedule, so everything was fine. And five minutes before we were due to board our flight into Santo to connect onto Southwest Bay, um, we were... Well, we weren't even paged. They came up to us and said, um, uh, you're going to Southwest Bay. And we said, yes. And they said, well, your flight's been cancelled due to weather. Was it looking bad at the time? Well, there was a little bit of cloud over Port Vila, but um, this the, this flight between Santo and Southwest Bay, we didn't know what the weather was, going, was like. So it was cancelled due to weather. So um, I said to them, well, uh, they said, we can take you into Norsup, which is at the top of Malakula Island, and we were going to the, the far south, and then you can just get a truck down. Um, and I said to the guy, I'm sorry, there's no road between Norsup and Southwest Bay. So I suppose me having a little bit of knowledge was helpful in this, this particular instance. But um, we, um, I said to the guy... Um, so how would we get there in that case? And he said, I'll ring the guy at Norsup. And uh, Vanuatu, everything's sort of at a, a slow pace and nothing phases anyone. Um, so he went off, rang Norsup and said, oh, look, what you do is you take a track across the island to Lembubu. Um, then you get a boat to come up from Southwest Bay Um it's a three-hour trip. It'll take you back three hours. They don't like to travel in the dark, um, but, you know, everything should be okay. And he said, I've arranged for that. And I said, okay, we'll fly into Norsup. So we we arrived in Norsup, and here's the truck ready for us. So things are working according to plan. Um, it's a utility, planks in the back. So uh, my wife and the friends that were travelling uh, with us um, climbed up into the back and I was just about to get up in the back and they said, oh, no, the driver wants to have someone in the front. So, um, you know, and I was elected to go in the front. So I had the comfortable seat while everybody else was on a plank. And we go across the island and the island road sort of deteriorated because Vanuatu is a fairly small country. A uh, very poor country, um, and so we um, we got across to Lembubu after two hours in the back of a truck, and no boat. And the guy said, 
Well, I guess um, I was told that to take you on to my village if the boat wasn't here. But we waited for the boat for a while and then went on to the village. And um, he said, on in, in, as, as we were going, oh, look, if the worst comes to the worst, you can sleep at my place tonight. So I thought, I've got accommodation, you know, just go with the flow. And it's genuine village accommodation. It's genuine living right in a village. Um, so anyway, we, um, we, we go there and, uh, we're looking, we go through the village and, um, get to the bay and there's really no place that I can see where a boat can actually come in at this village. And I think, oh, what have I done now? Anyway, the, um, the guy said, oh, there's a boat coming. And I thought, how would it be our boat? And, uh, would they know that we're here? And it started, we finally saw it and then it started to go past us and we lit a fire to signal it to come in. And he said, this works. And I'm thinking, this is not going to work. And then we go down to the shore and wave frantically. And then the boat's still going past and then it sees us and then comes in. So there you go. There the you go. The old ways of it, communicating. It works. The and old it was smoke your boat. signal. <laughs> And it was our boat. My wife said, this won't be our boat. But and it was? But it was our boat. So then, again, we get into this little tinny and we're in the ocean and uh, we've got a three-hour journey ahead of us with people that we didn't know. And uh, then we arrive uh, three hours later at the village that we were due to go to. And, of course, because the flight didn't come in, they didn't think that we were coming. So they weren't actually ready for us. But we, we stopped at a lodge and this was actually um, within the village. And I picked it because I knew that it was within the village and it was basic uh, basic accommodation. But it was a, even a little bit more basic than, um, than I had anticipated. Uh, but the great thing was that the Prime Minister was visiting the village the next day. And so... Um, once we got over the, you know, the accommodation, the look of it, uh, we found the people to be extremely friendly and, uh, and wonderful. To NURFM 103.7, we're talking travel and we are in the middle of a really interesting travel experience, Vanuatu, not quite as it was planned to be, Barry Warwick. Not quite, but it was a really great, it was a really great adventure. And look, the next day with the Prime Minister coming, not that I'd planned that the Prime Minister would actually arrive, he was due at 2 o'clock, so the village was putting on a feast and they, so we saw them uh, preparing the meal. They'd actually killed a, a um, oxen for the, the, the feast. Uh, we saw all the preparations that would go in and two other villages had come to join this village to to. Uh, celebrate. Celebrate. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were people from the neighbouring island of Embram and um, we got to talk to them and the villagers were just so friendly. So it was a great experience. Now, the Prime Minister was due at two, but because political speeches can sometimes get a little waylaid, he didn't end up arriving until about 8.30. And it became dinner instead of lunch. <laughs> it became dinner instead of lunch. But we're, the village ended up... He'd send a message saying, please eat before I come and do the speech. So at around about six o'clock, we participated in this feast. And look, that was something that was really great to see. Um, he did his speech and then uh, we'd gone off to bed because in this particular village, uh, the only electricity is generators and the generator to our lodge usually went off around about 9.30. So we went off to bed and uh, the 
our host um, did say that the Prime Minister may share our lodge and there was a couple of extra rooms in the lodge, so that was fine. So um, during the night, he and his wife came in, they slept in one room, two of his ministers slept in another room uh, and two of his bodyguards slept on the floor. So when we awoke in the morning, um, he's the Prime Minister of Vanuatu and uh, we get to have breakfast with him. Um, my wife sort of gave him a political pointer about uh, that the airport should be upgraded at Southwest Bay because it was a grass strip and um, our flight had been cancelled, etc. But um, he was, it was really nice to be able to talk and he is very, obviously very approachable. Um, the next day we were going to a custom village and that happened to be the village that he should have um, gone to the night before and, and stayed overnight there. So uh, we actually went over there, listened to his speeches and then was enjoy- invited to join them for lunch. Uh, which I thought was a really nice uh, touch. And before he left to then move on to his um, um, further political statement, he actually came over and um, shook our hands and said goodbye. So we felt very, very privileged. Marvellous. So living in that village was just, um, it gave you an insight into just a different world. And while the accommodation is a little rough, the friendliness of the people and seeing how the village actually works was more than made up for for the whole experience. And these people need to have the tourism to come and, you know, so that they can move ahead. But I hope that they don't lose that friendliness. Uh, we we saw a lot. We saw the, uh, you know, a custom village. We're told about how the men and women in the old days used to um, actually live apart. We're told how um, births happened. And um, it was really sad to leave. And the children were really friendly. At the the village that we were staying at, there were some students um, that were attending Year 12. Now, they were actually boarding students. We were walking um, back at one stage and they said, oh, can we have stories? And, and you know, where else would you get um, 18, 17, 18-year-olds that wanted to actually talk to an old guy like me, you know? <laughs> So what else does the island have to offer? Is it the normal sort of tropical island delights? Um, look, it, it was just really the way of life. And we, we ate, well, they, they did make an effort to make sure that the food was a little bit, probably a little bit better. But you saw how they traditionally cooked. Um, it was just seeing every aspect. We we actually saw carver making in the village. Um, it, it Just participating in it, we... we went down and bathed in the river and there was a separate bathing area for men and women because that's their custom. So we we did that. Uh, We went and saw a number of other villages. So it was really good to to just see them as they they really were. We also visited Tanner on this trip as well and saw the live volcano. And there we stopped at a a place on the, uh, again, a very basic place. But the warmth and friendliness and people waving and the kids waving to you as you drove along. Now, we were riding in the back of the truck and I think we broke every workplace law that there would be here. Um, but it's all part of the uh, part of the experience. And the people, they're known as the, well, they have the reputation as being the most friendly in the world. And I really think that they... They have managed to um, to do to earn reach that, that crown. Yes, and we'll be talking travel again next week after the one o'clock news on Friday.
here on 2NURFM 103.7.